It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. What is up? Welcome to the week 14 edition of Hanson's Hints here at fantasypoints.com. I'm John Hanson, the person dropping the hints. Hopefully they're good hints the last week of the regular season before we get into the Sunday-Monday matchups, two Monday night football games this week. That's pretty wild. I don't know if I like it. We'll find out. Thursday night football kicks off week 14, final week of the regular season, very important week. You could argue the most important week in the history of fantasy football since it's more never been more popular than it is now, but that's that's another whole podcast. Uh, let's get into two prop bets that I kind of like here. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the New England Patriots to kick off week 14 on Thursday Night Football with a low total of 30. 30! That is, I think, the lowest in almost, what, 20 years, 30 years. I don't even know. Long time. Uh, so we're not expecting a lot of fireworks, but I got to do something here and certainly not going to take unders. I, I, it's not in my DNA to take unders. So for Thursday night football, I will submit two props. One is very sneaky. It's the second one, but we'll kick it off with Deontay Johnson over 42.5 yards. Uh, I have it at 55, which is a 29.4% difference. That's not bad. I did lose a Deontay Johnson prop last week, even though, you know, he did well and scored. Uh, George Pickens made the big play, though Mitchell Trubisky did take a couple of downfield shots last week to Deontay Johnson. It's not the best matchup by the numbers on the surface because New England has been very stingy. Um, guarding the forward pass. However, and this is why this is the power of fantasy points data, all kinds of pretty good data points. He's going to see a little bit of Jonathan Jones there and J.C. Jackson on the outside. J.C. Jackson in particular, beatable matchup. We have it, our wide receiver coverage matchup tool as a top five schematic matchup this week, and, and here's why. Well, by the way, to back it up, Going back to the time when last year, when Deontay Johnson played with Mitchell Trubisky, he had a team high 33.6% target share. He led the team in receptions and receiving yards. Mitchie Poo definitely had eyes for Deontay Johnson. The New England Patriots are running the highest rate of man coverage in the NFL. Deontay Johnson leads the Steelers per fantasy points data in yards per route run against cover one, 3.77, and targets per route run share at 34% on 44 routes against man coverage. The Patriots are also giving up the sixth most receptions and the 10th most yards per reception to outside receivers. I think we have enough data points there. 2.2 Deontay Johnson going over, what is that, 50 or 42.5. 42. We're not going to go into the 50s there. Now, for prop number two, it's not a good game. Uh, the totals are really tight, very close to my totals. 
So I'm, I'm going to get sneaky here. Allen Robinson over 11 and a half yards. Now would have hit this last week when Mitchie Trubisky went in there and threw to his former Bears teammate. Uh, he threw him the ball. Basically, uh, all three of Allen Robinson's completions came from Mitchell Trubisky. So I could see something very similar happening here. Allen Robinson lines up in that slot. Uh, he'll see Miles Bryant often there inside. That's a pretty good matchup. And the thing about Allen Robinson, he's no longer a separatist, but he is good in a 10 yards and in basically he wins quickly. So Mitchell Trubisky, not much of a guy throwing the ball down the field. So I'm thinking he will be looking for his boy, Allen Robinson. we got to maximize our opportunities here because he's probably not going to get more than four targets, but Allen Robinson will try and be sneaky over 11 and a half yards. That is on DraftKings, and actually I saw on PointsBet you can get it at 10 and a half yards. Let's make the game a little bit more entertaining, shall we? And let's move on to the rest of the Week 14 docket. I'm actually a little further along uh, in my research for the week, but unfortunately I, I have a mental block where I, I can't go all in until I see the Friday practice report, but there's no doubt about it. Uh, the props are going very well for yours truly. Not a coincidence. Uh, thanks to Fantasy Points data and these tools we have, I'm at 65% over the last three weeks. And that's a lot of uh, bets there, by the way. We're talking like uh, over 80 bets. But and neither here nor there. Let's let's get into it here. We'll start with the Bucks and the Falcons. I, I already took some notes here, just, just general thoughts here. Um, Decent uh, schematic matchup here for Drake London. Uh, not so much for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but you know certainly you're going to use these guys, and uh, you know especially Evans, maybe not Godwin, although you know he's certainly struggling a little bit. I'm just checking in on the injury report here, uh, making sure AJ Terrell, what's up with him? Because you know that that's a certainly uh, a, a, an important injury here. Uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, uh, well, he's still probably in the protocol, so it's a little too early uh, to tell. But certainly that is a huge injury but and a situation to watch. But you're not, you're not benching Mike Evans, and you're not benching Rashad White. That's about it, honestly. Uh, Chris Godwin, no catches last week. He scored. It's so weird. He has been very off this year. The schematic matchup is actually for Trey Palmer. If you're looking for a super reach, I mean, it's going to have to be basically one big play for a touchdown. But he that's what he kind of does uh, this year, dating back to the preseason. Um, for the Falcons, one of my other few losses last week was a Bijan Robinson. It wasn't by much either. He got the 18 carries. It was like by three yards, maybe. Uh, plus matchup for Drake London. We're not using Ritter. And... It is a decent matchup here for Kyle Pitts, and we saw some signs of life there. Uh, Rams at Ravens, not good. Uh, bad bad schematic matchup for Stafford in the passing game uh, and tough matchup overall on the road. They'll have to try and run the ball as much as they can to avoid that pass rush. Stafford not very good uh, against the rush. Unfortunately, not a great schematic matchup either 
for Lamar Jackson and all of his receivers. So let's not expect a bonanza here. This also could be a week where they lean a little bit more in the running game. Uh, and the backs, maybe Gus Edwards, due for a little tutty uh, this week. We got that right last week with Keaton Mitchell kind of kind of usurping him. Moving on to, finally, I was smart enough to bring some water with me. Uh, last week, I had dry mouth the last, like, 20 minutes. The Lions and the Bears. Well, certainly a fantastic historical matchup for Justin Fields. Uh, the Lions, as we've outlined here, noted that they're terrible against mobile quarterbacks. To that point, Fields is averaging, it's like 130 rushing yards a game in his last three and we're only going back to last year and one of the games was uh, several weeks ago so I, I think we're looking good there and and we're certainly looking good for dj Moore. um he's he's obviously the alpha there and cole Komet is essentially in my opinion the second the number two receiver uh for the chicago bears dj Moore, of course uh big game seven grabs for 96 and a touch just three weeks ago in this matchup and the lions have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in uh, back-to-back games uh the um backfield unfortunately could be a little bit of a quagmire deontay foreman is back off the injury report I- i'm still gonna go with roshan i mean he can do it all you know he-, he can be a closer if you're up he can be a hurry up back if you're down and you need his pass protection and pass catching chops you know, he can be short yardage. So that's that's why I default to Roshan, uh, as you'll see in our projections. Um, Detroit, I mean, it's not the best matchup overall, but what are you going to do? You're going to start him on Raw. You're going to start Sam Laporta. You're rolling with Gibbs, and you're rolling with uh, David Montgomery. They do give up catches uh, to running backs, at least. That could uh, certainly bode well for Gibbs. And the Lions are road favorites which bodes well for them to basically have a lead moving on here taking a quick early look at week 14 colts bengals and i i gotta tell you i I really hate to say it but i'm actually considering kylan granson this week i'm probably not going to do it but there's a lot of other good tight end matchups but it is a great matchup there um against those Bengals who are just, man, are they bad against tight ends? I, I don't get it necessarily. Uh, they play a lot of zone. Um, not exactly sure why they're, why they're bad, but they have been bad uh, against tight ends. But otherwise, go right back to the well with Zach Moss. There's no doubt. Bengals are not good. They're, they're getting run on. They're giving up the second most adjusted yards before contact. So, I mean, go right back to that well with Zach Moss. Keep firing away. I don't think we can use Josh Downs after last week, but, you know, it is a pretty good matchup. Parker Washington, the fellow rookie there, uh, went off last week, Monday Night Football. Uh, and and certainly you're rolling with Michael Pittman. And Gardner Minshew looks, looks pretty good. I, I don't really – I have trust issues, but he did look good last week. Jaguars-Browns looks like we're trending toward uh, Joey Flacco. Uh, for the Browns, which I do think bodes very well. As I said last week, he has good decision-making, and he can still throw a football, and both seem to be true. I I guess he threw a pick, but, I mean, let's be honest, the guy was uh, ordering from the same pizzeria as I was like two weeks ago. 
and he played pretty well, and he's trending toward starting in week 14. You know, first drive, first throw, I believe, was to Amari Cooper for like six yards, and then three plays later, downfield, 22 yards. Now, he also connected with his boy, Eli Moore, who he played with with the Jets. Um, so I think Elijah Moore is looking good, as I've outlined in the waiver wire report there on the website. Low keys, um, like wide receiver 36 the last four weeks without scoring. Now, one big loser potentially is David Njoku because all of a sudden, and this is a guy that I liked as a prospect, I mean, I guess I'm wrong, but not terribly wrong. I mean, he guy scored last week. Harrison Bryant is still hanging in there. He might be a guy who needs to change the scenery, by the way. I think this might be the last year of his rookie deal. And hey, keep using Jerome Ford. I mean, the usage is weird, but hey, he, he's still over Kareem Hunt in any, everything that matters except goal line carries. It's not the best matchup, but I really like Ford. You know, he's he's looked good this year. Pretty explosive. Um, Jaguars, of course. It, it is uh, schematically, once again, another great matchup for Evan Ingram. We were all over that last week. Uh, easy win on the prop. Um, no Christian Kirk. I don't think we totally trust Parker Washington. I don't know if I'd use um, Cal Ridley here. We'll see about Denzel Ward, but oh boy, you know, I I think the big winner will be ETN, of course, and Ingram, you know, because Calvin Ridley is like a a big, you know, more of a chunk play guy. The Panthers and Saints don't know who's going to quarterback the Saints, I did predict last week on the radio that it would be the ugliest week one performance in history from Alvin Kamara, and I think we got it. He was the RB1 for the week, and it was ugly, but he was the RB1 for the week. So we're going to keep using him. Rashid Shahid out of practice early. Uh, so that's not good. Chris Olave, though, is heating up. You're, you're kind of rooting for Jameis. It is schematically a good matchup for Bryce Young. So I wouldn't be shocked if he had a decent game. I guess this is the second time they've played and he had a decent game uh, because they play a lot of man. And I think generally why is that things are defined? You're not really confused. You you can, okay, that guy's on that guy. All right, got it. You know, it's a lot clear of a picture for the quarterback. And Adam Thielen is pretty good against man. Mingo, everyone's looking a little bit better here. Yeah, Bryce Young, now he only had 4.6 yards in attempt, but hey, 66.7% completion rate, uh, 22 completions, not too shabby. I've thrown it out there for what it's worth. It is actually a good matchup for the tight end, but I mean, I'm not, I'm very afraid to start Tommy Tremble. Let's say it that way. Um, anything else there? Mm. Well, Chuba Hubbard, I mean, as I've outlined here since like week two, week three, everywhere of just ragging on Miles Sanders. Why? Because he looks terrible. Uh, and Chuba Hubbard, he's week to week. He's what I call a fantasy two-face. But he's a two-face because some certain schemes and, you know, fronts, he excels, his O-line excels against some, some he doesn't. You know, they don't block it up well enough for him. He's not that talented. Uh, volume-based guy, but... He's kind of the only game in town. Houston Texans at the Jets going back to Zach Wilson. Uh, Brees Hall out of practice early in the week. I don't know what's up with that. He's he's uh, 
he's on the injury report, but hurt. And I, I can't blame him uh, for having to deal with that menace, Nate Hackett. But I, I do think at the very least, I feel I do feel a little bit better about Garrett Wilson, but the matchup is not very good. It is, though, for Tyler Conklin, who could do it again. I mean, this guy, all he does is catch three balls, basically, um, every single week. Houston has been a very good matchup uh, against four tight ends all year long. You know, and the Jets have been a very bad matchup for quarterbacks all year long. Not a good week. Now, the good news is that Nico Collins is going to be peppered with targets. I do think that the running backs are going to get a lot of work here. Uh, I'm thinking 30 opportunities total for Damian Pierce and Singletary. You know, Pierce may actually stand out here if they're playing with a lead and he's getting volume carries because Singletary is really the guy at this point from what we've seen. You want them playing from behind. I don't think they're going to be playing from behind uh, against the four and eight Jets. Vikings Raiders, not the best schematic matchup for Josh Dobbs, but you know, he will run and he does get Justin Jefferson back. So full complement of weapons. I mean, again, it, it'll probably be a little ugly, but you know, he's had a buy. He is the pastronaut, so he's had a, a full week here. He came in there and had what what a day, two days, three days, and did well earlier in the year, and now he's had a bye. So, you know, right there on the fringe is a quarterback one. Tough matchup for Josh Jacobs. Good matchup, though, for Devontae Adams and Myers. So I'm not sure if that's man coverage related. Vikings have not been playing as much man lately. Maybe they went back to it somewhat recently, but our wide receiver coverage tool has it as a plus matchup, which, hey, worth noting uh, for Adams people, Myers people, maybe not a game where you're looking at Michael Mayer. By the way, let's keep an eye on Hunter Renfro. He's starting to come on. He's endeared himself to uh, now that he's got uh, Josh McDaniels out of the building because McDaniels had a thing for Hunter Renfro. I think it was jealous, honestly. That's my opinion, but I'm, I'm semi-serious there. Kind of like Flacco with the pizza last week. Have you heard that? Um. Yeah, but it is a tough matchup for Josh Jacobs. And I guess Alexander Madison, our 57th president, is still in good shape because Ty Chandler has just not taken this. And he's feeling the heat the last month or so. Madison, you can see he looks better. How does it look better? Oh, it looks better. How does it look better? Man's about ready to take his job. That's how he looks better. Uh, so there it is. It happens. Uh, Seahawks, Niners, we are looking like uh, we're going to get uh, Ken Walker back, uh, which is good. I think we'll get Charbonnet, so I guess they'll be at full strength there in the backfield, which they'll need. And we have learned and noticed that one key when you're playing the Niners is, especially now that they've got Chase Young, Ken, uh, do you have good protection on the edges? I I would say that the Seattle Seahawks do. So maybe Geno Smith can stay hot because the point is, too, if you can protect, their secondary is beatable. And I would say that the Seahawks have a decided talent advantage over their their secondary in general, but it's not the best schematic matchup. But worth noting, though, uh, 
Gino did not do well in this matchup a month ago. Well, actually, two weeks ago. But he certainly looked a lot better in week 13. So not not um, hopeless. DK Metcalf was hopeless uh, in that matchup. Uh, but Niners are giving up the ninth most rec- uh, receiving yards per game to outside receivers. Uh, so not a, not a JSN week, as we correctly got that correct last week. Niners, look, it's it's not the best matchup for Brock Purdy schematically. So w- we said that earlier in the year, and he had his second worst fantasy performance of the year two weeks ago. Uh, so the numbers don't lie. This is the power of fantasy points data, man. We're all over it. Um, you might be able to hear my cat in the background, Fatty. Once again, the dude is, dude, I fed you this morning, brah. Anyway, uh, I don't know if the mic is picking up that. I, I should turn my mic so you can hear the cat. But anyways, the Seahawks do play a lot of zone. And so that means Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk is good against zone and man, but when it's a zone heavy team, it's it's typically Debo. And I said that two weeks ago, and it was a Debo game. He had seven grabs for seventy nine uh, with that rushing touchdown. Now you must have heard the cat right there on that one. Uh, it's very distracting. I'm sorry. Um, Georgie Kittle, he actually came up small in this matchup too, but I liked him in that one. So maybe it's a, a little bit of a bounce back here. Um, Seattle does give up uh, production to the tight end. You know, why did I like George Kittle two weeks ago, by the way? Same reason I liked Jake Ferguson last week. And what did he do? Uh, he caught six of his eight targets for 77 with a touchdown. Moving on, though, um, yeah, I think we're done that game. Let's take a look at the Bills Chiefs. Here we go with Patty Mahomes. This is. Not the best schematic matchup for Mahomes. You know, zone zone heavy D. Uh, technically, it, it looks like it might be a good matchup inside for Rishi Rice, but Rishi Rice is looking good for everybody or against anybody right now. I can't say the same about Patrick Mahomes, who, I mean, I think is like, I saw a stat. He was like a number. It was like quarterback 24 or something like that uh, since week eight. Um. Not good. Not good. So I would lower expectations here. It should be a Kelsey game. Not not good for the receivers here. And it should be a Pacheco game. The Bills have been run on. Josh Allen, you know, maybe gets uh, Dawson Knox back. Uh, that would help, you know, activated or eligible to be activated. Um, I think they'll look to run the ball, and I think they'll look to – Keep getting the ball to Khalil Shakir, by the way. Uh, not the best matchup here uh, overall. Shakir, got to move him around a little bit. You don't want him on Trent McDuffie, that's for sure, uh, who he'll see often. But, um, you know, here's the thing. Gabe Davis, I got, I'm, I'm leaning Gabe Davis game because they do play a lot of man. Uh, and schematically, it's a pretty good matchup here per the tool. And he will see a, a fair amount per alignment numbers of J- Jalen Watson, which is the best matchup uh, back there. And, and certainly you're rolling with Steph Diggs. Broncos, Chargers, I, I do not feel – I feel horrible right now about the Chargers. Herbert is low-end QB1. Eckler, I mean, you can sit, though it is a good matchup. 
this is it. Like, if Eckler can't do it this week, man, we're, we're bailing if we can. If we can. Unfortunately, it's a great matchup for Gerald Everett. If you need him, I just I hesitate to back this guy. I, I've never been an Everett person, and I've cozied up to him a couple of times the last couple of years, and he, something always happens. Uh, I had I'm bitter because I had him and I was stashing him for this matchup actually, uh, but I had to cut him. But Denver's been bad against tight ends, so uh, take that for what it's worth. Oh, Josh Palmer, we could be getting Josh Palmer back, so I'd pick him up because I view him. You know, in a given week with no buys, he might be a top 36 receiver, uh, generally speaking. Um, top 40, top 45. So pick him up. They, even though Quentin Johnson had a pretty good game, they're still um, kind of desperate. And, and Denver, beatable matchup. I think the Charger D is getting better. It absolutely is. They'll run the ball. Russell Wilson, it's just run around making plays time again. Schematically a good matchup, though, for Jerry Judy, per the tool. I'm just throwing it out there. Eagles-Cowboys, we're starting everybody. Um, Dallas Goddard, I think, is huge. I think it's been evident that they need a third target. Not the best matchup by the numbers. Uh, it should be an A.J. Brown game since they play a lot of man, and that's what you you want with Brown. He'll make those contested catches. Maybe not the biggest Devontae uh, skinny Batman game, Devontae Smith, but I mean, I'm not going to say anything negative about Devontae Smith. I think I'm like 8-0 lifetime on props for this kid. And um, they should or probably will have to throw it a lot too. Though there's a lot of talk in Philly about getting back to the running game. I listed DeAndre Swift as one of the very few remaining buy low guys on the trade market, which is probably wrapping up at least now after this week. So they'll probably look to try and run the ball for sure and maybe get Gainwell a little bit more involved. Who knows? But Swift needs to keep showing up every single week. He's he's hit a little bit of a wall. Uh, Dak Prescott has not hit any wall, and the Eagles can't cover anyone. And their pass rush isn't that good right now. So uh, Randy Dakota Prescott is looking good uh, in Big D. Michael Gallup, believe it or not, gets a good schematic matchup if you're desperate. Um, but Ferguson looking really good again. And, of course, Lamb is going just ballistic. Titans-Dolphins, another schematic a good matchup for Will Levis, for what it's worth. We, we're kind of liking Chiggy Okonkwo in this one schematically, and I like his schedule. He's got Houston twice and then Seattle. So if Chiggy goes does well here, because he did well last week, then we might be we might be getting a Chiggy run here to end the season where we're all talking in the offseason about, oh well, from week thirteen on to the end of the season, Chiggy Okonko was a tight end eight. I think we could be trending in that direction. So we shall see. Um D Hop though is I mean, he's gonna see a lot of Jalen Ramsey here and, you know, also Xavier Howard. So that's not wonderful uh, for him. So maybe it is a cheeky game uh, and, and not a good spot. Terrible situation here for uh, Derek Henry. So this is why maybe you, you trade him if you can. It, you know, it's football and logic. You throw it out the window. You would think this would be a Tajay Spears type of game. Last week was. Um, 
which it very well may be, but you know, 10 years ago, if I said it was be a Tajay Spears game, it would have been, uh, but th- these type of things never seem to work out where you're like, Oh, they'll blow them out. We'll watch my Miami be losing uh, on Monday night to the Titans. I doubt it. It's in Miami. Uh, and uh, schematically decent enough matchup uh, for Tua. It actually is a slightly better one for what it's worth uh, for Waddle uh, than it is for Tyreek. So maybe Ty and I would say that, and we got this right exactly on Thanksgiving. Maybe Tyreek doesn't go bananas and like Waddle, it hangs with him basically, which he did. Uh, Green Bay and the Giants finally. Number thing, number one thing, Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed game, great matchup inside. Uh, we don't know about Christian Watson. Uh, you're rolling with Jordan Love at this point for sure. Um, and we'll see about Aaron Jones, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath. They signed Kenyon Drake, of all people, who's probably going to usurp freaking A.J. Dillon. But, you know, Dillon should get some volume here, though. 15-plus carries most likely against the Giants. Though, who knows? I would not put it past Tommy DeVito. Uh, bright lights, Monday Night Football up there. He's like literally he could walk home to his mom's house, uh, a.k.a. his house from the stadium. Actually, he could. It's Although it's nine miles, is a somewhat long walk. Um, Barkley should get the ball here. And, um, yeah, there it is. Uh, week 14, I will go feed my cat. Unfortunately, the cat is senile. And you feed him, and he, hour, two hours later, dude still thinks he's hungry. So I think we got a problem here. Uh, it's blowing up like a deer tick, but that's not your problem. It's mine. I'm John Hanson. I'm signing off here for another edition of Hanson's Hints. Uh, thanks for liking, subscribing, throw us a bone with a good comment, and we'll catch you next time at fantasypoints.com. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.